Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. We've got a full show. Bob and Kelly in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke over at the First Bank Studio in Laurel. Patrick McGee for the Biloxi Sun Herald joining us a little later in the program, along with J.D. Simpson from First Priority, uh, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean, just a couple of moments away from joining us on the Eagle Hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of Southern Miss and this program. You can enjoy their delicious fresh food that they cook in-house seven days a week. If you're catering an upcoming event for your church, for your office, for your family, uh, they're the perfect guys to call. You can sit back, relax, and always depend on Dickies to do the cooking, and we thank them very much for their support of the show. All right, we want to get right to it this morning. Uh, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean is on the Eagle Hour. I want to say up here at the outset, I'm sure Kelly sitting beside me will attest to this, never before in, in the period of time we've had this show have we had an AD more accessible more easy to contact and more willing to come on and uh, talk to our listeners around the state than Jeremy McLean. Jeremy, we appreciate that very much. Hey, no problem, guys. I love talking Southern Miss, so I'm always happy to uh, to accept the invitation. So I appreciate y'all asking. Oh, my, our pleasure. All right, we're very excited to uh, to talk to you today about the, about the Jeff Bauer Academic Center. Uh, no need to talk about who Jeff Bauer is. Anybody that listens to this show obviously knows uh, that. But talk to us a bit about the Athletic Center, Jeremy, and uh, what you've been able to do to get the construction underway. Yeah, kind of backstory on the center. You know, when I was actually, I was here uh, from 2012 to 2015 as a deputy AD. About the time I was leaving, this process was starting of how do you know how do we upgrade our academic center? Uh, you know, the, the discussion about honoring uh, Coach Bauer with with the academic center renovation was taking place, and so. It really has been a conversation that's been happening for a while. Uh, originally, it was a renovation of the existing space, which which is housed uh, beneath the west side of the football stadium. And, and as time went on, it just became apparent that, number one, we couldn't do what we wanted to do there, and it was going to get really expensive for a limited amount of space. And, and so we were very fortunate a few years ago that the university, uh, our people at the library here on campus, you know, kind of raised their hand and said, we're going to do a renovation of the library. We would love to have the Bauer Center be part of that. Mm-hmm. And so from there, that's kind of how we got to the point we are now. And so when I got here, um, I guess seven or eight months ago now, early summer, um, we were in a position where we were about 90% uh, to completion, and we just needed to get to the finish line. And so we worked really hard this, this fall to uh, get some gifts, a couple of gifts in to get us to the finish line kind of finish up our, uh, our planning process. And then, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be able to announce that last week that we're going to move forward. And construction uh, started this week, actually, and uh, it'll be ready this summer. And uh, it'll be re- ready for our student-athletes to, to uh, use uh, in the fall of 2020. 
<clears throat> so that's a big step for us. And uh, it's about 18,000 square feet of space, which is uh, almost four times the space we've had before. We've been functioning in a very small environment, a very tight environment. So about 18,000 square feet, computer space, computer lab, um, private study rooms, tutor rooms, offices for our staff. Just going to be really a state-of-the-art facility that, that will rival anyone. So, you know, I'm going to put that up against anyone, whether it be Conference USA or anywhere else in the country. Uh, and it's going to be a great place for us to recruit, too. Not only is it going to impact our student-athletes on a daily basis, but to be able to bring families in that are thinking about coming to Southern Myth and say, here's where your student, your, your, your son or daughter is going to be uh, spending a, a great deal of time is going to really, really help us in recruiting. You know, Coach Bauer is known for a lot of things. His record obviously speaks for himself. But, uh, you know, one of the – I always thought the greatest things about Coach Bauer's tenure was the incredible percentage of his kids that graduated from college. Uh, yeah. Academics were big to Jeff Bauer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think that's why this really lines up so well. And anybody, like you said, who knows Coach Bauer and his history, not only success on the field, but, but – made academics a priority and make sure that his guys were taking care of business off the field. And so I really think this is a, a really fitting way to honor him and, and something I know he can be proud of. And so we'll obviously have a ribbon cutting as we get a little closer, hopefully early August, um, to honor him and, and uh, kind of make that official. But, uh, but you're exactly right. I mean, I think what he stood for off the field and, and his, any of his players will tell you that, that uh, this, is, this is really fitting. That's obviously great news, Jeremy. But when you look at the overall collegiate experience, I'm wondering if it's just athletics today or if it's only going to get worse that athletes, you know, to get the overall collegiate experience, you, know, you want to have experience with other students. You want to be out there mingling, you know, with kids in, in other academic environments. But it seems like athletes are always practicing with just the team. They seem to be studying with just the teams. We seem to be doing more and more, not just Southern Miss, but I'm just saying athletics overall, that athletes aren't really, it doesn't seem to me, are getting the overall collegiate experience by the nature of what they're doing. Does that make sense? That we, uh, I, I, I know uh, where you're headed with that. What I'll tell you about this space is that it is in the library. So it's going to allow our student-athletes to have interaction like they haven't had before with with the student body. Will they be sitting in the tutor room with them? No. But they'll be in the library, physically in the library, the same place our student body will be, and, and it'll be across campus away from our facilities, which I really am thankful for, for some of the reasons you just mentioned. Now, let me also say that the NCA requires some pretty stringent academic progress, APR, um, progress toward degree, all these check marks that we have to hit athletically, not only for them to stay eligible, but for us to uh, get distribution from the NCA, so that's why you see a more focused academic structure for student athletes. Is because we're required to do that. The the the, the marks that we have to hit really kind of dictate that we we uh, give every resource and every opportunity for our student athletes to to get the attention they need to be successful. And so I agree with you, uh, but I do think this space allows us to put our student athletes in a position where they haven't been before, um, even closer to our student body. Because that's, that's part of developing that kindredship, too, and that, that, that fan base is actually being able to reach out and touch, so to speak, you know, the athletes, seeing them on campus and yeah. shaking hands with them and having lunch with them. And in this case, you know, hanging out in the library, you know, just, yeah. hey, good, good game last week, you know, that kind of thing. I agree 100%. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I think that's a big piece of the puzzle. And, 
you know, every campus is a little bit different, and, and in some places it's harder to do that. I think we're very fortunate. Our campus is kind of compact, and, and our, our students get to see each other. And so it is important for our student-athletes to be visible and, and uh, to engage with our other students and, and have them connect with our program. We're talking to Southern Miss Athletic Director Jeremy McLean. Luke, get in on the conversation. Jeremy, I can testify to uh, that. When, when gold cards came out in the mid-semester, uh, when I was a true freshman, I remember sprinting under M.M. Roberts Stadium trying to get to uh, Miss Tracy's office on time, and uh, I didn't turn my gold card in, and, and Coach Bauer had me running at like 6 a.m. So, yeah, I can definitely testify to, to how he to how he did that. Um, the, the biggest thing for me as a former student athlete who uh, studied in our present study hall and academic uh, setting, the 18,000 square feet, I, I think for someone hearing that, unless you've been there, you, you don't realize that. Like, so when, when we were in study hall, and it's, it's evolved some, man, you'd be in there, you know, some dude definitely be clowning or something like this, and so some people, for, for whatever reason, may not be able to lock in as much. Man, they're going to have private rooms to study, and, and somebody who's been there and had you know, required study hall hours. That is the most amazing thing to me about how big this center is. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be key for us. And, and to your point, we, we, you know, up until this day, still have that same challenge with space. And, you know, if one person is being disruptive, it can affect 10 people who are trying to, to, to get their work done. And so you're exactly right. I think this is going to allow us to be so much more effective in what we do and how, uh, our student athletes spend their time, and then if someone is being disrupted, obviously you can you can deal with that person separate from others. But um, you know, it, sure. it, it's going to be. I think that's probably something that most people don't realize how important that is. Um, that there is that private space, and and even when we have tutor sessions, those tutors can go into a one-on-one space and spend time one-on-one with those student athletes and and, and be productive. Well, you are a pioneer and a trendsetter. It's going to be good. Yeah, you're a pioneer and a trendsetter, Jeremy McLean. I'm trying to talk to the folks at TeleSouth to see, in honor of you, if during the Eagle Hour we can't sell beer here in the studio. (laughs) 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 I'd be first in line and last in line, probably. Don't encourage me, Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy, about uh, about 30 seconds left. You're a baseball guy. Give us uh, your take on the 2020 squad. Uh, really excited, man. I've had a chance to go watch them scrimmage a couple of times, not as much as I've wanted to, but but um, here, here's what I think. Uh, really, really talented. There's some young, new faces in the lineup. Um, I think our our staff, our pitching staff, has a chance to, to have a really special year, probably um, better on the front end and deeper than we've been in quite some time. And so uh, expect them to carry us for a little while while our lineup kind of gets their legs under us. That's my unofficial take on it, but um, just excited. I think there's a ton of talent. Coach Barry and his staff have done a great job of continuing to bring in quality, quality people, quality players, and uh, I think it'll be another really fun year at the peak. Hey, Jeremy, can you stick around? I'd like to hold you through the segment, uh, through the break, and uh, sure. keep you for just a few more minutes, please. Yeah, not All a problem. Right. Athletic Director Jeremy McLean on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net. Our good friends on Hardy Street, right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel. Even have stuff that fits Kelly and I. Uh, and if you're shopping uh, from other parts of the state, listening to us this afternoon, up in the Delta, over in Macomb, wherever you might be, uh, you can go to campusbookmart.net. I always tell them what size I need, and they go, do what? Yeah, they have a rack back there. They have yeah. a rack. It's there. in the back. It's in the way back of the Extra, store. Heavily braced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I'm with you, brother. No judgment here, sir. We'll uh, be right back. <laughs> Athletic Director Jeremy McClain with us on the Eagle Hour. Always grateful for his time. A couple questions I've got for you, Jeremy. Uh, first of all, you haven't. Been, when did you come? Can you refresh my memory? Uh, let's see. Uh, officially May 1st. I think I, I did a little work. We We had a. Basket, men's basketball search that happened. That's right. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. I kind of jumped in early, but officially May 1. All right. So I've had a number of people say to me, boy, I really like that new athletic director. He hadn't been here but a year, and he's already got us a new baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him, well, he's a baseball guy. You know, he's a baseball star. People just didn't, a lot of people didn't know that. You well, got to feel good about the field, right? I, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. And if you, if you haven't seen it in person yet, I think, you know, I, I, I encourage you to do that. And, and obviously, hopefully everybody can do that on the 14th when we open up. But it, it turned out even better than I anticipated. It looks fantastic. And I give Coach Barry a ton of credit from a design standpoint. And we talked through how what we wanted it to look like. And we, we ended up with a great product. And, it, and we've talked about this a lot. But it's going to be so beneficial for us to get on that field on days like today where – you know, it, it it rained so hard last night. I know you guys, <laughs> you guys mm-hmm. experienced it too. You know, we all had a hard time sleeping last night because it came such a bad storm. Well, I can I promise you right now, if you walk out there, there are guys on that field hitting and throwing. That would not have happened before this. No, and so that's no. just a small example, but also getting in games, it's just going to be a huge um, boost to us. The ability to get on the field and get our work in in a way that we need to to continue to grow as a program. And so when I got here, that was one of the first discussions that came up. Coach kind of pulled me to the side and, hey, here's what we're thinking. We're having all these issues with our field. We're going to have to redo it one way or the other. You know, he really wanted to move to turf. And I had had an experience at Troy where we had turf there, and, and I thought I was going to hate it as a baseball guy. But I ended up loving it for the same reasons that, that I've mentioned, that mm-hmm. we're going to enjoy it here. And so we really just kind of began to put together a plan and talk about who would help us get this done. And, uh, you know, we were, we were, and we, we got some help from the university, but we were able to raise a significant amount of dollars in a short period of time, in part because people really care about our baseball program. And I give Coach Barry a ton of credit for that. Um, if you know Coach, if you know Scott Barry, you know kind of what he's made of, who he is. People, are attracted to that. They they want to be connected to that. They want to see him be successful. They want to see our program be successful. So, you know, I'll kind of say that that was really easy on me because people want to help Scott. Yeah, it could not be a better baseball and, coach. And, and talk up, talk about you, the great use of resources. You know, some of the some of the field obviously is green. The foul foul lines are white, and where the bases would be in home plate, it's a brown. You know, but it's all so they took some of the extra brown, and actually, Coach Barry has glued parts of that on his head. <laughs> I don't think so, so now. Now it looks like he's no. got he's got hair now. No, no, he's no? got he's got to keep up Mr. Clean image. That's right. Like he's That's not right. Gonna, all right. Now, now let me ask you this uh, about baseball, Jeremy. Uh, we're hearing uh, the conference tournament will, of course, be on the coast again this year, but we're hearing that that 
there's some talk that may be the end of that, and it may be moved to another location. As as an AD, do you have any insight as to what kind of things are being discussed regarding the baseball tournament? Um, this is the final year of the contract as it stands now. Now, I will tell you there's an RFP process ongoing right now, and so um, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll continue to you know be able to play um, at, at uh, on the coast at MGM Park, and, and I don't think that's off the table at all. Um, I know that the reason that discussion may come up is because there is an RFP out, and so other people are going to be interested, obviously. But uh, I'm hopeful that we can get that done, and, and I don't necessarily have the final say in that, but it will be a vote of, a, of the league when the right time comes on what we want to do, and I think MGM will be one of the options. Well, I, you know, we talked to a lot of baseball coaches from the league on the program, and they all talk really highly about playing there, but yet we yeah. hear that there's some grumbling that it's too much of a home field advantage for the Golden Eagles. Is that part of the discussion, or is that not? I, I, can, I can tell you in our meetings that has never been mentioned. I see. I think people understand it's a great venue. I think the people who've been there have had a great experience. Um, do we get better crowds? Yeah, you know, I, of course we do. We're closer to, we're closer in, um, in proximity than others are, and, and so. But I don't think that's a deterrent moving forward as far as hey, we don't want to do that just because they can get a better crowd there. I don't. I haven't gotten that sense at all. Now, your baseball coaches may, may there may be some of them that feel that way, but from an AD's perspective, I have not got that. I've not and, gotten that. Sense. And it's been a success, correct? Financially, yeah. it's been successful. That's right. I think I think for really for all parties involved, I think uh, the conference it's it's been a good setup from a guarantee standpoint for the conference, and then I think obviously again with us progressing to the you know championship game multiple years, um, I think I think the gate has been has been uh, you know been a situation where it's it's been successful for um, for everyone else as well. Right, Luke. You got anything else for uh, Mr. McLean while we have him on the phone? Jeremy, I just wanted to uh, again appreciate and thank you for uh, your willingness to, to come on and and uh, one of the things we we really feel like and I just want to publicly commend you on this that that you want to be at the University of Southern Mississippi you know you're not just passing through and uh, for everybody here on the Eagle Hour I just want to give you props publicly for that. No doubt, I do want to be here and, and I want to be here for a long time and, and and we want to make a difference and I appreciate you guys and what you do and. And, and spreading the word of, of Southern Miss Athletics. And, and I'm available anytime you guys reach out. And, uh, you know, again, appreciate you having me. We appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Jeremy McLean, everybody, Athletic Director at University of Southern Mississippi. I'll say it again, Kelly Sander. The most accessible athletic director no contest since we've put this show on the air. The thing that I, one of the things I also appreciate about Jeremy is that, that he understands sometimes on this show, our subject matter when it comes to the university is not pleasant necessarily. Right. right. It's not. But anytime, you know, sometimes people, when we're out in the public, people say, man, sometimes you guys are just a little bit too negative. On, Well, we don't look at it that way. I mean, we, we love the university. Everybody does well if the university does well. Right. These are just talking points. And, and we know because you guys tell us that's exactly what you're talking about at your tailgate parties and so on. So we're not talking about and, anything that you guys aren't already talking about. And not trying to, you know, blow ourselves up, but I mean, let's be honest. If you put the amount of time that each one of us has pulled for the University of Southern Mississippi, I mean, for me, I'm 36 years old, about to turn 37. It's all of it. And uh, this isn't a joke at y'all's age, but when you put you and uh, Kelly, you and Bob come, I mean, there's over 100 years of Southern Miss on this show. Well, so, I mean, I'm serious. So, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. So no, the, the point that I, the point that I'm making is it comes out of love. When there's right. criticism and when there's joy, it comes out of love and love alone. No question about that. And it doesn't always mean we're right. We're just we're just what? give our opinions. What? You know, don't get carried away. Although Bob Getty's new book coming out is called <laughs> "Everyone Is Entitled to His Opinion." Right? <laughs> the Bob Getty story. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. It's Thursday. That means we always bring our good buddy Patrick McGee on the show. The professor from the Biloxi Sun Herald, and uh, we've got some big news from the basketball program yeah, at Southern Miss. The Patrick, Bowl. we understand that the uh, Golden Eagles got a really big commitment out of Pearl River, and I know I didn't talk to you previously about discussing this, but uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I wish I had more to offer on that, but it, whenever you announce on a football signing day, you're not able to kind of delve right, into right. the basketball side. I don't know much about him, but you look at his numbers and uh, what he's been able to do for a really good Pearl River team. Uh, I, I think it is a nice addition, and obviously point guard. They basically don't really have a true point guard right now with uh, uh, Malone out and uh, McCoy uh, no longer available the rest of the season. So uh, that's you know I, those guys have to be question marks going forward. So I'm assuming that Ladner uh, is probably looking for somebody to probably step in and start right away. You know about this kid, let's go. His name is Tay Hardy, um, and you talk about point guards, Patrick. This guy is a pure point guard, can take it to the hole. Uh, can handle the basketball, you know, f- around the perimeter and underneath the basket as well. The way he spins the the shots off the glass, uh, reverse layups. Everything. This guy, this guy has is a complete, complete uh, set of tools. And Coach Chris Oney at Pearl River said that in his view, and even looking back throughout the years of Pearl River basketball, the Tay Hardy, if he continues to progress, they still have a little bit to go this year. Pearl River is undefeated. And depending on which poll that you look at, number one junior college team in the country. But Chris Oney believes that Tay Hardy, this kid that's, that just committed to Southern Miss, will, will go down as the best point guard ever at Pearl River. This is, in my opinion, a big get for Jay Ladner in a position that they badly needed. This, this is big. All right, good deal. All right, Patrick, we brought you on a little late. Uh, we're going to obviously hold you through the break, and we may get interrupted. How long do we have? Uh, About. 15 seconds. Well, we don't have a 50 seconds. When we come back, Pat, when I ask you, obviously, about the recruiting class, your thoughts about recruiting class, I know you also were at Baseball Media Day, and I would like to catch up with you, uh, your thoughts about baseball uh, as we head into the last week of uh, before we get started. So we've got Patrick McGee, the professor from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, full segment with Patrick when we come back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a wet Thursday. Glad to have you along for the ride. Bob, Luke, and Kelly from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. 
and beautiful downtown Laurel. Appreciate uh, Jeremy McLean for joining us those first two segments, and we will continue with Patrick McGee just in a moment uh, from the Bluxy Sun Herald. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located just in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, home of the 895 lunch. Stop by and see all the Southern Miss memorabilia and, and have yourself a good time at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, Patrick McGee, uh, signing day 2020 in the books. Uh, a lot of the action for the Eagles took place in December, but Golden Eagles signed five more. Let's let's talk about these five first, Patrick, um, that, that the Eagles signed yesterday. And um, two uh, JUCO players, two high school players, and a graduate transfer from uh, the, the University of Arkansas. The first one to me was Daquan Bailey-Brown uh, out of Dodge City Community College. I think he's already tweeted out, Patrick, um, that he's going to win the Blitnikoff next year. He's a wide receiver, so uh, already good to see some of that confidence coming into Hattiesburg. Yeah, uh, he was apparently a South Florida commit at one point, had a decent list of offers. Um, he, he really kind of lit it up as a sophomore on the JUCO level, and and he, you know, he's, he looks like he's kind of similar built to maybe a Jalen Adams type, five uh, nine, one seventy, something like that. It'll be interesting to see how they, he fits in. Maybe he's a slot, you know, work behind Tim Jones for a season. Uh, maybe he works on the outside. I, I think obviously he's going to factor into the kick and uh, punt return. So he's some another guy, kind of maybe a, a speed guy. Uh, Jay Hobson has, has, has developed an offense. Probably has some of the faster guys in Conference USA, so it sounds like you have another playmaker to that group, a quality playmaker, somebody that can come in and contribute right away. Vincent Brown, uh, a defensive back from uh, – he's a high school player from Manville, uh, Texas, and then uh, the late signing yesterday, Cameron Harrell. Um, You you look at these three offensive players, two defensive players. Interesting to me, Gunner's coming in as a transfer from Arkansas, but Mitchell Sellers also a a freshman, a tight end. Golden Eagles now have like four or five tight ends on the roster. Yeah, I mean, you go from like zero tight ends there for a few years to all of a sudden you got – it's like they almost have too many tight ends. Uh, considering who was already on the roster. So uh, I, I'll, I'll have a story up a little bit later where Jay Hobson addresses it. They expect to have the tight end uh, more involved going forward in the offense. And, and obviously uh, getting Gunter is somebody that, uh, that Hobson has to hope he starts right away. Uh, you don't get to, you haven't had really many six foot six guys that kind of size uh, come in at tight end for Southern Miss. Think about it. I, don't, I can't really think of anybody really compares him. I think Sean Nelson was six four. Uh, somewhere around that game, so maybe he's a guy that really has an impact in the in the red zone. So, yeah, obviously uh, tight end they really stacked up there, but I think really a, a goal was to add a lot of DBs to this mix. And Cameron Harrell started out his career at Iowa, uh, then moved to JUCO in Illinois, is now coming to Southern Miss. So they hope he's a guy that's physically mature and able to really step in and play immediately. All right, Patrick. When you look at uh, the overall uh, signing, guy, one more question, Bob. I'm sorry. Um, when you look at it, it's pretty even uh, offense and defense. When you include the kids uh, from from uh, December, uh, no quarterback in this class. Uh, does that concern you at all, Patrick? You got two guys transferring, Rodriguez and and Rogers, and uh, really only like one offensive lineman in this class, also. Yeah, I mean, that's something they're going to have to address a, you know, a year from now. Obviously, that probably says they have a lot of confidence in Jaden Johnson as potentially being that quarterback of the future and possibly Tate Whiteley as, as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of uh, really, I, I would guess it'd probably be an offense-heavy uh, season next year 
And I think Jay really saw some immediate needs on defense and especially the secondary, and I think that showed up in this group. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that this class really kind of meets the immediate needs, but it doesn't necessarily uh, hit some marks that they'll need to say a year from now. All right, we're uh, talking to Patrick McGee for the Biloxi Sun-Herald, J.D. Simpson from First Priority, about to join us here on the Eagle Hour. Uh, Pat, before we let you go, I know you were at the Baseball Media Day this week. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to throw at you, I had a I had a friend uh, text me this weekend and said that uh, he thought one of the one of the pitchers in one of the scrimmages this weekend had injured his arm. Was that uh, was that an injury that may have been discussed on Media Day? Uh, no, I, I well, they, the media day was on Fridays, uh, so I, okay. if it was okay. over the weekend. We we didn't hear hear about it, so no, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Did you say which picture? No, he didn't really know, and and he was asking me, and and I haven't uh, I haven't talked to Scott, so I don't know. And now that signing day is behind us, behind us, Patrick, are we hearing anything with your ear to the ground about an offensive coordinator or how Jay plans to address that going forward? Yeah, I'll have a story up a little bit later this afternoon, probably. Uh, that I talked to Jay about that, and uh, we're going to kind of address that. Uh, and Jay talks about how he wants to, uh, what he, what he's expecting out of the next guy. So uh, keep <laughs> keep an eye out for SunHerald.com, and I'll have something. Did you just want to go ahead now and just tell us who it's going to be, Patrick? I don't know. We got to <laughs> up the subscriptions, right? That's that's the job. No, I don't I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, uh, some maybe also changes on the staff that haven't been reported up to this point that will All be right. going up at SunHerald.com pretty soon. All right. Before we let you go, did anything come out of Media Day that you think is significant and, and needs to be uh, reported to our listeners? Well, I, I think one thing, that impression I have, some small impressions. I think at, at catcher, they feel pretty good about the situation they have at the moment. Uh, when it was a major area of concern leaving last season, Bryant Bowen leaving and and not really have anybody step up defensively there. So I think they're in good shape there. They have a lot of different arms they're going to be able to put on the mound this season, uh, good depth. They really like their young guys. I think one big question mark is in center field, and I think there's that possibility that maybe Gabe Montenegro may eventually end up in center field. So uh, there's some still areas to be addressed, but overall pitching was expected to be a strength, and I I think – uh, listening to Scott Barry talk about, it, I think he he expects that group to deliver this season. And defensively, the team needs to get a little better. Is that a fair statement than last year? Yeah, and I think Dickerson as shortstop has a chance to be a significant upgrade there. Not just just this season, but really kind of going forward, where you get more consistency and a really a better range and a better arm there at shortstop. Uh, overall, you know, McGillis there at first base can give him more athleticism, and he and he really even pointed to Matt Gidry as, as improving him improving himself defensively. So I, I think overall this team will be better defensively. Uh, whether that translates to the outfield, I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, there may be some kind of mixing and, and matching there as the season goes on. Okay, Patrick, we appreciate you as always, my friend, and uh, we'll look forward to having you on the show again next Thursday. Okay, thanks, guys. Patrick Pat- McGee, everybody. Yeah, Patrick McGee, every Thursday he gets us up to date. And, again, you can follow him on social media and at um, – SunHerald.com. Joining us on set now here in our Hattiesburg studio is the executive director of the First Priority of South Mississippi, J.D. Simpson. They've got a big, and really their primary fundraiser coming up, and it's always a big uh, springtime event in the Hattiesburg area, and a great way that you can get behind the First Priority effort. It's a big golf tournament and live and silent auctions, and this year the uh, 
keynote guests or speakers are Archie Manning and Cooper Manning. As we welcome you, J.D. Simpson, glad to have you here. You're, I know you're glad the tournament is not today. Oh, yes, sir. That's a fact. <laughs> the, the, weather, the weather would uh, not be very cooperative. But uh, tell us, first of all, for those that might not be familiar with First Priority, what you guys are all about. First Priority is a high school, middle school ministry that uh, what distinguishes us from other uh, ministries like SCA, Young Life for Youth for Christ, is uh, we have it's student led, student initiated. We have an actual strategy. It spells out the word hope, and uh, the whole purpose is to to be on a place where we have the opportunity to share the hope of Christ in every student. We don't launch into a city or a region until we have a network of churches that say, "Hey, we'll help support that." We've got youth pastors who uh, who want to get behind that, and uh, we are in our twenty first school year here in South Mississippi, in seven counties. In the last day, I think, 52 schools. And I would think one of the biggest things that you combat now, which you probably didn't have to combat 20 years ago, was social media. And unfortunately, so many high school kids these days find a lot of their self-worth in social media and how many likes and how many hits on their Facebook page or whatever. That just complicates uh, your job and makes it all the more important. We have great youth pastors, great churches. Uh, the problem is the only about 18 or 16 percent of the youth population is going to a church. So why don't we bring the church? to where they are and one of the biggest issues you you hit it is uh, anxiety and, and worry and that's because they're, they're comparing their life to that fake media called social media how, like you know they put up their best picture with their best uh script behind it and they think that's how everybody's life is we know that's not true fake book yeah i guess is, is what a lot of people call it yeah yes so uh, we've got a minute about a minute before we go into break but you guys you've had some great guests come in through the years uh tony dungy's been here i mean i think tim tebow was here no we haven't had tebow no we've had, we've had lou holtz Dabo sweeney uh we just you did have tony dungy yeah yeah we had tony dungy yeah uh we this year we're blessed to have the mannings archie and cooper and uh, they're going to be able to share their story via q a it's going to be at temple baptist there there are tickets you can go to our website it's fpsouthms.org and if you want to sponsor us in any way as a corporate in our golf tournament, you just want to buy a ticket from from a big amount to a little amount, you can get to hear the Mannings. And you can also sponsor holes at the golf tournament. It usually, the tournament usually sells out. And it does. Showing that God's a good, a big golf fan, usually you have very nice weather there. And it is uh, April 21st coming up on uh, and that's at Temple Baptist in the Hattiesburg area Southern Miss fans if you're in the area and the website again JD one more time fpsouthms.org fp the word south the word ms.org and just click on the link you want you want to help us with and of course fp stands for first priority a great ministry and kids always and probably more so than ever need to hear the word and that's first priority's job is to help students with students get that word out continued success JD thank you Kelly we'll, we'll talk about Southern Miss basketball the Eagles are on the road this weekend and much more to come as the Eagle Hour continues after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located at Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, or online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the First Bank Studios, Dalton Stanford, pushing all the right buttons as our producer. 
And again, if uh, you would like to be a part of the first priority uh, spring fundraising golf banquet, you can or tournament and banquet, you can go to fpsouthmiss.org, fpsouthms.org. I played in that tournament at Canebrake Country Club. It is top notch. Uh, got to. Uh, talk and, and spend a little time with Coach Peterson from the Philadelphia Eagles last year, Archie and Cooper Manning um, this year. Hey, hey, I know, but still, it is a pretty cool, pretty, pretty cool guest. Uh, I, I've told you guys that story. I went to one of those silent auctions when I was in school at Southern Miss because Bart Starr was the keynote. I had just started dating Lauren. I was trying my best to Im- Im- impress her. I had one shot to get an autograph of Bart Starr. He autographed it to Lauren, Bart Starr, and I handed it to Lauren, and she said, who is who is Bart Starr? I married her anyway. You told me that. You know, I passed that story along to my wife and one of her really close friends, Ginger, shortly after you told me that. And I just told him, you're not going to believe what Luke told me about his wife. And I tell him, and they both look at me with these blank expressions. <laughs> and it was clear. Neither one of them had a clue who I was talking about. So. Uh, hey, but, but we know who, who Bart Starr is. All right, a couple news notes. Baseball fan day set for this Saturday at Pete Taylor Park. It starts at 10 a.m. A free kids camp, an autograph session with the Golden Eagles, and then ending with an inter-squad scrimmage. So uh, be sure to be there at 9.30 at the Pete. Uh, the day starts at 10, but you want to get your kids registered for that. Golden Eagles on the road tonight. Basketball up in Huntington, West Virginia to take on the Marshall Herd. And when uh, Eagles really, really need to win this one, Marshall's in the middle of the pack in, in Conference USA. Lady Eagles, on the other hand, are at home taking on Marshall. Uh, tonight tip is at 6 p.m. for the women and uh, 6 p.m. Central uh, for the men. But uh, big news uh, out yesterday on the recruiting front for for basketball, and Tay Hardy, the point guard for the undefeated uh, Pearl River Community College basketball team, Kelly Sander averaging 17 points a game. And as you brought up earlier, such a big get for Jay Ladner because that's really the one thing they're missing this year. They thought Gabe Watson might be that point, and uh, Malone's out for the rest of the year, and, and that would be an instant plug-and-play for Jay Ladner's Eagles. Well, immediately when it was announced that Tay Hardy had committed, of course, people were, were blowing up my phone as much as people blow up a, a person my age's phone. And they were saying, tell me about you know, the, this Hardy kid. Tay Hardy had several Division One offers. So I'm sure one of the discussions was, as Tay Hardy and and by the way, he's scheduled, or we're, let me say, we're efforting very hard to get Tay on the program tomorrow, on the Eagle Hour tomorrow, to talk about his decision. So hopefully we'll have Tay Hardy on here tomorrow. But you would think that one of the things as he was discussing with schools is, look, if I come to your school, I want to play. I, I, want, I, I, know, I know you can't promise me anything, but I want to be in a landscape where that would favor me being able to play right away. And I can't speak for other schools, but we know the Eagles situation and a pure, talented point guard. And let me tell you, this kid is great. All right, came from East Carolina, all right, but now headed to, to Southern Miss. He's exactly, he's exactly a guy that you can build your team around, still has a couple of years of, of eligibility. This was a big Big get for a Jay Ladner. And, of course, when you're number one in the country like Pearl River is, depending on which poll you look at, they are the only undefeated junior college team in the country left. So you're obviously going to be seen by a lot of different schools, big schools. And Tay Hardy has been seen by those big schools and says he wants to go to Southern Miss. That is 
that has to be very encouraging to Eagle fans saying, when are we going to start getting better? You're clearly excited about this kid, oh, and you've watched Pearl River a lot. I've seen just about every game Pearl River's played, and he's, he's dynamic, he's durable, you know, never gets injured, he's smart. Um, he, he can do it all. Uh, he can do it all. So, th- so I'm 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 excited for the for the Eagles on the hardwood. And again, this this legitimize this legitimizes Jay Ladner too. People knew he could recruit, but what have you done for me lately? Well, it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tay Hardy's not signed yet, but he's committed. You know, to the Eagles. So, and uh, Pearl River plays Jones tonight. So, it's be a chance for Tay Hardy to. When do they sign, Luke? If a kid commits in basketball today, how long is that period before you get him secured? It's later on this spring, for sure. It's a while. Yeah, but but I don't think you know I, I, he's the type of kid that's not going to say he's going somewhere and then and then change his mind because every game that Pearl River's had, there's been one whole section of chairs which has solely been for college coaches to mm-hmm. see all these kids. So now they now on that on the starting five, they've got a kid that's going to Tulsa, they've got a kid going to St. John's, and now they've got a kid going to Southern Miss. Well, good your, for them. Your dates, your signing dates for D1 basketball, uh, the initial signing date, the earliest you can sign, so it's an early and late like football. So your uh, your early date's April 15th, which is tax day. Your final signing date is May the 20th. So, so they can nail him down in April. Uh, Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they can nail him down April April 15th. And if you just want to remember what it's like to have a dynamic point guard, last year, Tyree Griffin, man, he was the right. difference maker That's on the right. court. Big, the well, good, good deal for Coach Ladner. And uh, uh, we talk about accessibility. There's another coach that makes himself very accessible. And, and again, hopefully we're going to have Tay Hardy on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. So you'll be the first Eagle Hour fans. You'll be among the first to get to hear from him directly. All right, Luke and I are out tomorrow. Kelly will have the show. He'll hopefully have Tay Hardy and some other great guests. We'll uh, be back Monday uh, together again, 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.